Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Consider that this album, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam's 10, Nirvana's Nevermind, and Soundgarden's debut album came out in the exact same month. February 30 years ago. Crazy. Crazy to think about. Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. No matter how you're taking us in, thanks so much for being here. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as The Advocates. Fun first hour, Tommy Nielsen, future Montana State Bobcat, recent Missoula Hellgate graduate joined us. We also talked some uh, NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships and also talked our way around FCS football as well. So go check that out. All the uh, goods are available on that podcast, which is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. We usually do this about 5.15, but we want to get into this segment so right now, we got free pizza for you. It's Friday Pie Day, presented by Front Street Pizza. They are located right there on Front Street below Rome Student Housing. Traditionally sourced pizza. They fly in the dough, the cheese. It is delicious. Brooklyn-style pizza. You can buy it by the slice. You can also get the, uh, you know, whatever size pie you'd like. We got a large pizza for you right now. All you got to do is call us, 406-888-1029. You give us your name. We'll give a call down to Front Street. They'll have a delicious pizza ready for you ASAP. It's Friday Pie Day presented by Front Street Pizza. Call us right now, 
888-1029. Caller number two. That's 888-1029. Free pizza presented by Front Street Pizza. How about our good friend Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports? Some things in America that are trendy, they make so much sense to me. Other things make no sense to me, but I do find it fascinating when you get to analyze the trends or like when you actually get insight into a trend. There's a new documentary on Netflix called White Hot. Okay. The Rise of Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh yeah, I saw it. I think that most people of a certain age think that Abercrombie and Fitch like was a new company that came out in the 1990s. In fact, Abercrombie and Fitch was an elitist hunting gear company way back in like the late 1800s all the way through the beginning of the 21st century or 20th century. And guys like Theodore Roosevelt were like wearing Abercrombie and Fitch, but they were like high collared, you know, wool coats and stuff. They weren't wearing torn jeans with a button fly. And it's so funny because I have been how I am ever since I was a little boy, just cynical and not into trendy stuff. Even since I was like five, I had no like joy of childhood. I was just like analyzing things and saying they were stupid since I was six. I remember when Abercrombie and Fitch took off and all my friends were started gelling their hair and popping their collars and wearing this disgusting smelling cologne. And then there's a huge Abercrombie and Fitch store in the mall and everybody wanted to go to the mall and go to the store. And I just hated it. Mm-hmm. Part of it because I just thought it was so, so lame. I just thought like a bunch of guys. I mean, first of all, what are the models doing? Well, they're not even modeling anything. They don't. None of them are wearing any clothes. But no, they're like they modeling just, a clothing company. Well, they would stand out front with no shirt on <laughs> to bring right. in the girls. So as I watched like the first seven minutes of this documentary just kind of in passing. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. But the kicker line was Abercrombie and Fitch sold more clothes with models wearing no clothes than anybody could ever imagine. Right. That was their thing. <laughs> um, so I kind funny. of was older when that became super trendy. You were like out of college. Yeah. Point, I mean, right? I wore a couple, like some of their jeans and stuff a little bit, but not, it was never really, I was always a Gap girl. Right. I, was, so, yeah, I like Gap. The yeah. Gap's cool. Gap you know, and banana. Gap's just, you know, clean. I used to like like just the plain colored t-shirts, yeah. the Gap. Yeah. Just so funny, but it's just such an interesting analysis because then they started at the very beginning of the doc, they were going into why it became so popular and they, they were doing the pretty people thing, which has, you know, been a tried and true marketing ploy for decades. But then they also just had uh, so much of the, they had such a captive audience because of the rise of like the boy bands in the 1990s, like 98 degrees and NSYNC. And then when all of a sudden... Justin Timberlake's on TRL and he's wearing his Abercrombie shirt and Nick Lachey's on MTV and he's wearing his Abercrombie shorts. Then all of a sudden, everybody's got to wear them because even if you're a guy and you don't like that stuff, you're like, well, the girls like it. Exactly. I need to wear this stuff. Yeah. It's just an interesting Well, game. I remember they used to have um, a, mag- not a magazine, a catalog. And it was literally just like, homoerotic 20-year-old <laughs> so like, guys playing football with no shirts on. It was like straight out of the Top Gun volleyball scene uh-huh. in jeans and no shirt. And um, I, I was too old for that. Like, they looked like little <laughs> boys to me. I was like, oh, gross. But yeah, I remember that was the thing. Crazy. Never, Chick- never my jam. Chick who doesn't know sports, our great friend Carolyn here in studio analyzing all things uh, pop culture. It's also so funny how stuff like that fades so fast too, right? Yeah. It's, it's so interesting to to analyze, like, the big fashion brands of the late 90s because it really was, like, this explosion where 
all of a sudden, and a lot of there's a lot of different reasons. All of a sudden, you had bigger malls in rural places like Missoula. Like I remember when I was a little kid, you're shopping at J.C. Penney. Like you're right. you just buy whatever there is at J.C. Penney. That's bring it. Bring what mom brings home to you. You got yeah. the same sweatshirt as half the kids in right. the deal. There wasn't any shoes. You know, maybe you drive over to Spokane Hoop Fest and go shopping or whatever, and like get a couple things. But then all of a sudden, there was like a Dillard's and a Herberger's and you can get Tommy Hilfiger in Missoula. Ugh. And then it's like this brand awareness became such a deal. Yeah. So, so interesting to think now though, cause like Ralph Lauren is still popular. Like Polo is still like a nice brand yeah. that people wear all over the place. I think Tommy Hilfiger kind of still is, but like some of the, I don't know. Do people still wear Abercrombie Fitch and like American Eagle? We're just like name dropping well, all these brands right American now. American Eagle, we have one here and we have a Hollister, which yeah. is basically Abercrombie, right? I sure. don't know. When I was in Calgary, there was an Abercrombie there. I can't go in them. They're too loud. <laughs> the I, loud part. I'm they like, talk about this. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't hear anything. This, I, he, since I was in my 20s. Do I you couldn't. remember the one, the most indelible uh, image of Abercrombie besides all the things we've already laid out was was the Mad TV skit oh, yeah. about them. <laughs> and they so go in funny. there and like the guys are wearing no shirts so they got scarves on and beanies yeah. but no shirts it's like why are you wearing that but that's so what the guys look like and yes. they just be bros and mm-hmm. it, you know, the whole skit they're yelling at each other because the music is so loud and they yeah. keep sniffling and sneezing because the cologne it's <laughs> so funny see when but, I grew up it was everyone was shopping at Gap so like yeah. this the whole sweater thing like yeah. I have pictures of my friends and I all in the same sweater but maybe it, maybe mine had a blue v-neck and it was red, and then my friend's was red V-neck, and it was blue, but it like all the same, and it was so funny. And then I remember on 90210, um, uh, oh my gosh, Brenda was wearing this really cute dress Brenda. from the Gap. It was it was the episode where she got held up at gunpoint. If you so guys Brenda's might remember, Brenda's the dark-haired one. Yes, uh, Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty, and she's wearing the cutest. She, they, the peach pit gets held up. It's very traumatizing. <laughs> but she's wearing this really cute dress, and I had that dress. And I mean, I thought I was. Oh man. Yeah. This was, is this is the least we've ever talked about sports <laughs> on this segment. This is all to say that the '90s were great. The and, '90s were uh, amazing. It's I, you know I. The, the analysis of trends in pop culture. I worry. I worry that in 20 years I won't really be able to do this because there's just so many all the time now, right? Because so many things can be a trend at once. Right. Used to be everybody was watching the same thing, so the same trends would infiltrate the same age groups. Now, you can be whatever you want. Even when you're 10 years old, you can have all sorts of options because you can order everything off the internet. Well, one thing I actually thought of this last night, and I got really mad. Because this crop top trend is really annoying me right now. And it's I'm not aware only, of this. Is this a thing? Oh, my gosh. Go into any store, and they're missing half the shirt for women. Mm. I'm like, first of all, I can't wear that. I'm 46. Second of all, why wasn't this popular when I actually had good abs? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what a waste of this midsection, you know, from ages 26 to 30. I'm, I'm bumming. I don't know if I would have shown it off anyway, because I'm very, you know. Yeah, the one thing I've noticed among the uh, college ladies, among uh, the two big college towns in Montana, Missoula and Bozeman, especially Missoula, the new uh, trend is you wear your, your like, high-waisted, like, I would call them mom jeans. Uh-huh. Like, old-school Doc Martens. Yep. Like, the high Doc Martens, which is just so funny, because that's, know. like, what I was wearing in sixth grade in, like, 1994. Yeah. <laughs> and then... They wear, like, very sequined, fancy, like, almost what I would call, like, uh, lingerie, almost. like Oh, oh like a silky like a shirt? Course, like a, no, like oh, a, a corset, corset. Oh, okay. almost. Like, it's like huh. a skin-tight spaghetti strap. Interesting. 
I mean, rock it, sweetheart. Yeah, well, go if you for got it. it, go for it. I mean, the mom jeans, no, but the rest of it, hey, it's fine. Whatever. I can't deal with the mom jeans. is <laughs> now ESPN Radio. All right, let's talk about some sports that we don't know about. What do you got today? I'm kind of annoyed because I'm really tired of bad behavior from people. I'm tired of bad behavior on the field or on the ice. I'm also tired of bad behavior by fans. And I'm mm. going to tell you a couple stories. Number one, yep. Tampa Bay played the Rangers. This is hockey. Yeah, yeah, hockey, in case you don't know. Well, I was, I, when you first said Tampa Bay, I was like, where's she going with Sorry, this? Lightning. It's not the NFL. <laughs> no, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Lightning, Lightning was, pay, was playing the Rangers, I think, last night or the night before. Tampa Bay won. They did, yep. And they scored an uh, empty netter to make it 3 nothing. I think. Great. I don't know. Here's what I do know. Yep. A few minutes after the game, yep. a Rangers fan sucker punched a Tampa Bay fan, mm. cold cocked him, knocked mm-hmm. him out. Mm-hmm. Then someone tried to like stop him and help, yep. you know, this person. Yep. The guy punched that guy too. Wow. All because his team lost? So this all goes back to my primary question when it comes to this sort of stuff. First of all, I'm not advocating that people punch each other in the face of sporting events. That's pretty silly. I would be very mad if I got punched in the face of a sporting event. But are people acting worse or do we just know that people are acting worse more often because like what I'm saying is I bet you people have gotten punched at NHL playoff games for decades. We just weren't carrying cameras around. And there wasn't news organizations dedicated toward reporting on scandal. Like, I always think about this with, like, young people. I can't tell you how many guys I run into that, you you know, played college football or played pro football that always are talking about, man, if they had Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram back in my day, there's no way I would have had a chance. It's true. People think that kids are acting way worse than they ever have. It's just getting documented at a way higher level. I think kids are acting way better than they ever have, or at least way less irreverent, way less risk-taking. I, I don't disagree with you there. I just I don't like it anytime, any time, no, any generation. For sure. for I don't sure. understand it. It's just bad. I don't know why people... I, I know, I'm sure the guy was drunk. Sure. And, you know, all fired up. I just don't... This is a part of sports I don't get. Yeah. Like, just have fun. For sure. So on that note... <laughs> Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, brought to you in part by Buff City Soap. i going to tell you a little bit more about that here in a little while. Okay, well, keep going. Boston was playing uh, the Warriors. Golden State. Golden State Warriors. Yes. Game, and, uh, game four tonight in Boston, 7 well, p.m. they were in Boston the last time That's they played right. as well. And Boston fans were yelling, F you, Draymond, except they were saying the word, the F word. Well, of course. It's Boston. I just... I mean, chanting over and over and over again. Yeah. There's children at this game. Sure. You think that this is like just, okay, it's Boston, so You it's know, fine. I'm just so numb to all this kind of stuff. I'm not advocating that it's okay, but I also just don't think it's ever going to change, and I also don't think it's any different than it ever has been. I think that they've been chanting F you somebody at the Boston Garden since the 50s. I just would like... Boston people are crazy. I mean, that's why Boston fans are the craziest sports fans. I was at an p- uh, establishment in Missoula... And I had no idea that th- I went with our good buddy, Rajim Seabrook. We went to go watch the game and have a burger. I guess I'll just say the name. We were at Flippers, which is a great uh, place to watch the NBA. There was probably 30 townies there. Guys from Boston with Boston accents. I'm like, where did all you guys come from? They're all like, well, from New England. We always come down here and watch Boston sports. I was like, okay. Is that your Boston accent? And they were <laughs> just chanting and going crazy. And like, they were going nuts. I am fine with you chanting and being excited yeah. and all those yeah. things. I don't like 
unkindness in general sure. and bad sportsmanship. So Can we be fair, though? Draymond Green brings this on to himself more than any professional athlete. Why? I mean, because he talks so much smack. Who, to, to, to whom? To everybody. After the game the other week, after game two, he was like, yeah, I mean... Of course I get all the calls. I'm Draymond Green. I've been working the refs. Like, I'm the best at working the refs. And then, of course, the refs made sure to f- almost foul him out on uh, Yeah, I heard he got fouled <laughs> out real quick. <laughs> he did. But anyways, I mean, he, uh, Draymond's from Flint, Michigan, man. <laughs> he, he's, he's got thick skin. He, he was, can take the F you Draymonds, I promise I you. I think he didn't like it, and neither coach liked it either. And I, frankly, think it's rude. Uh, you could it say, is rude. Um, you could say something else. And you could chant for your team instead of bringing down another person. I just, I'm really struggling with this kind of behavior. Yeah, I mean, I'm the wrong person to talk to about this because both because of my nature and because of my journalism training, I'm like the least inspired person when I'm watching games. I love watching sports. I watch sports every night, but... Mm -hmm. I'm never screaming at the TV and yelling hardly ever. I don't right. have like an impassioned reaction. That's what to I it. don't. Those are the things I don't understand. It's yeah. like, okay, your team lost. Get over it. For sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's the funny part. I was like, when you have, you know, we know certain people that if their football team loses on Sunday, They've, they are a wreck on Monday. Like yeah. they're actually like yes, ruins their week. Yes, we know certain <laughs> people that own this radio station. Gosh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, fearless leader. We had to, but it, it is uh, it is pretty crazy. All right, uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports presented in part by the AC Hotel. Stay tuned a little later on. We got a couple vouchers for you to the AC Hotel to go try a couple of their delicious craft cocktails. We have to stick with us here. On ESPN Why Radio. wouldn't they? You make it sound like they wouldn't. Like, you have to stick with us. Well, stick I mean, I know of, like, the millions of people that listen to this show every day. You know, the vast, vast 98% majority listen from start to finish. So okay, we're good. good. Yeah, and we're I mean, good. I'm on, so you know, don't you're you the dare. Biggest, you're the biggest draw That's town. right. That's right. You and the liquor <laughs> from the AC Hotel. Oh. <laughs> the craft cocktail. Right, right, right. This is an energy drink. She looked at my thing like I, I thought was that was a white liquor. claw. Yeah, right. It looks like a white no cloth. No booze for me. I'm off the booze oh, train. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I'm just, right. I'm just over-caffeinating myself at all costs. Okay. That coffee we drank yesterday was uh, potent. Really? Well, you know, I only I got the triple shot with the straw. Well, so. that might be why. Yeah. Well, Mine right. was just a regular Americano. All right. What else you got? Oscar, Bad fans. Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya would like to be the mayor of Vegas. He Whoa. doesn't live there, but he's building a house there. Wow. Now you I got to think about that for a second. He wanted to run for president against Trump in 2020 or something. Well, Oscar De La Hoya was not born in America, I do not Well, the, he probably didn't realize that and then was like, oh, I guess I can't run for president. Okay. I also cannot run for president in case anyone wanted to nominate me. Oh, yeah, because you're born in Canada. So just, you know, relax, everyone. Oh, Oscar De La Hoya was born in America. Okay. That was a stereotypical thing of me to say. Yeah, I apologize what, what for that. What is wrong with you? Uh, I just, for, I mean, he, he has been very I proud. thought he had an accent, though. Um, he does have an yeah. accent, for sure. So um, that could make you think he wasn't. Sure. Uh, he has uh, he, he has dual citizenship between America and Mexico. So, okay. Um, but was he born in America? He was born in East oh. Los Angeles. Okay, okay. He also is... Um, he also represented the uh, United States in uh, the Olympics. So oh, if okay. you were an Olympian for the America, yeah. you could absolutely run for president. Okay, so I'm wrong. Okay, God. carry on. Anyway, um, I'm not sure what qualifications he has to be mayor, but what I guess... What qualifications do you even need to be a politician in America these days? That's age? true. I guess you just need to be famous. 
I mean, if you could just perform on a stage, I mean, yeah, I don't know, that's man. That's true. I'm, I don't even know if well, I'm Well, speaking say of that. Vegas, yeah. LeBron wants to own an NBA team in Vegas. He does. And uh, does it, do they have an NBA team? They do not. So he they wants have to bring an one NFL to. team and an NHL team. The Raiders moved to Vegas for football, yes. and the Las Vegas Golden Knights are. Uh, so we want to get some NBA. So he, he wants some NBA action there. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, if anyone can do it, I think LeBron uh, the, can. The NBA would be a better fit than baseball. The, the, the four major sports there. Football, you can do it because you can have such variable climates because of indoor and outdoor. And like, right. if you put the roof on and stuff, you can have night games. Okay. Hockey's always going to be inside. That's fine. The NBA is always going to be at night and inside. That's fine. I don't know if you ever can have a baseball team in Vegas because you have to play games during the day in the summer. But so Phoenix does. Yeah, they have a they have like a, a roof they oh. can put. I mean, I guess if you built the right stadium, you could do it. But well, yeah, I mean, in Phoenix, they they LeBron's either have, a billionaire. He can know, do it. Could he though? That's see. Here's what's the craziest part: is for as rich as LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson are, they are at the absolute very entry level to only be like the smallest percentage owners of pro sports teams because that's how expensive pro right. sports teams are. Like, Michael Jordan's been an owner forever, and he owns, like, a little bit of the Charlotte Bobcats, you know? Yeah. Like, Magic Johnson bought, like, what, 10% of the Dodgers? Like, he, he it's the valuations. The Broncos sold for $4.65 billion this week. $4.65 billion. Wow. Billion. Is that because they have Russell and uh, Sierra well, it's working just on Well, they're an Broncos? NFL franchise oh. at this point. I mean, every franchise is worth that now. I mean, not that, but they're all worth billions for sure. Well, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think any of us are ever going to be in the business of owning pro sports teams ever. How dare you? I mean... Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you okay. got to own Walmart to be able to own. I mean, Walmart was. You got to own Nike. I mean, Walmart is who bought the. I mean, Phil Knight's hardly even rich enough to own the Well, he tried. Team. He, he tried. tried. The Trailblazers. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the people that, just own, that bought the Broncos own Walmart. Interesting. That's, That's an interesting. A lot of money. Interesting. Okay. Well, yesterday we sort of talked about that Live League. Uh, yeah, live golf tour. Live golf I tour. I stop thinking about it. I actually think it's one of the most impactful sports stories of our lifetime. I well, was, I spent hours reading about it last night. Phil Nicholson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, yeah. and more have been suspended from the PGA. That's right. For they playing. were they were initially told they were going to be have their PGA tours cars revoked for life, and then the tour panicked and started scrambling. So because they realized they can't lose these guys forever because the, because they're a draw. They're going to lose the whole tour. Yeah. So what's what do you think the solution is going to be here? <laughs> Man, this is such a juicy subject matter because of a variety of reasons. On one hand, this is a pure sports league that's just doing smart business. They came in. They decided to make a huge impact as a disruptor. It's way easier to swing the balance in an individual sport because if you just go get guys like Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson and Sergio Garcia, now you have three of the most recognizable names. Yeah. You know, it's like getting Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James to go to a different basketball league. Like, that would be a huge storyline, right? So that's one part of it. The fact that the PGA Tour does not, in fact, operate any of the four major golf tournaments, and the four major tournaments have said that guys that go to the Live Tour can still play. Wait. PGA doesn't operate what for the USGA operates the US Open PGA uh, Europe operates the British Open the PGA of America which is not the PGA Tour operates the PGA Championship and the Masters is a privately run tournament interesting why don't we create a tournament well, so that's the other interesting fold I read about this part this morning the PGA Tour itself has been operating as a 501c3 since 1974 what 
Interesting. And so all of their events that aren't majors are actually fundraiser tournaments. They just happen to raise millions of dollars in funds and pay huge purses, but then they still donate between 16 and 20% of their money to various charities. Okay, I like that. Unfortunately, a lot of, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but a lot of the charities have now become youth golf charities, which, you know, yeah. there's a lot more needy people out there than, than just the to get kids. golf yeah. into schools or whatever. But it's still cool, yeah. you know, pursuit for kids, whatever. But uh, that's the other part. So that, But that's that's just this side. But then when you realize where the money is coming from, that's why I think this is a globally impactful story. Because the money's coming from all these Saudi Arabian emirates. Mm-hmm. And these the, this this money... Is has been pinned as blood money, yeah. Because these people, I mean, this same group, the same, the, the money is is pretty directly tied to a group of people that are are murdering people. I mean, there's a journal, American journalist murdered in Saudi Arabia recently. Yeah, there was a, a mass killing of like 81 people. So then you start to think, what is the motivation of these investments? And in reality, the motivation of these investments has nothing to do with making money or disrupting the American golf industry. It has to do with distraction. Right. And then what do you think then of they, these players that are playing for this? Because that's not a great look. That's right. So that's such a that's such a loaded question too because these guys are just trying to... I mean, these guys are already bounty hunters. They're playing golf for money. That's what they're doing. And so if you can go play at a tournament that's at as equally or prestigious of a course and there's you have guaranteed money because they're getting rid of cuts in the live tour. Like on the PGA Tour, you play Thursday, Friday, you got to make the cut. Mm-hmm. And then the top half of the guys make all the money. The live tour, no more cuts. So if you're in the field, you're making money, period. Oh, interesting. That's a huge advantage. They also have purses that are twice the size. So way more money, way more money to go around. So it's hard to blame these guys. Yeah. But then you think of the moral part of it. Well, that's... Where's the money come from? But then you also think of what are the people that are investing in this trying to do? Because these same investors have bought European soccer teams. They bought international rugby teams. They bought the entire F1 Formula One racing series. They're trying to buy sports teams first so then there's a a distraction. Right. Look at all these things that we're funding so they can start buying American businesses. They can start buying other businesses. Then what's their influence? That's where it gets so sketchy. I don't know. I don't really know if I want to go down the road of analyzing what I think of Phil Mickelson or these guys jumping ship. I mean, it's greedy and and greed, greed is a powerful motivator. And when you talk about Phil Mickelson being in his 50s, I mean... When you're at the end of your professional sporting career and then someone offers you $200 million to go play your sport, I don't really know how you can say no. Is that how much he is making? $200 million. That's the other part about the 501c3 that's so interesting is because it's been a 501c3, there's never been guarantees for PGA golfers. Their only guaranteed money comes from their endorsements, but they have to win all those uh, their other money. Yeah. Well, now Phil Mickelson has got $200 million even if he finishes in last place forever. Dustin Johnson oh, got $125 million no matter what tough, happens. That's a tough... Like but, Dustin Johnson got 125 yeah. million, he could never win again and still have 125 million dollars. So let's dollars. say you're offered 200 million dollars to yeah. play for. I'm not saying that I'm not going to put this on. Just I'm hypothetical. Yeah. For a, you're gu- guaranteed 200 million dollars, but yeah. you're working for a known murderer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How do you live with yourself? Well, that's then the that that is where this gets so muddy. Yeah. Because then you start to think of. How much are, are you going to morally diagnose every person that's ever owned a pro sports team? Because if you did, I bet you you'd find out that the money was not that uh, that not that savory from almost any source. Right. Oof, this is getting dark. Right. It Let's, gets it gets super weird. Right. Yeah. Like, is 
we have been conditioned as Americans, for better or worse, to uh, think of the Middle East as this evil empire that's like in, in a dichotomy to our political and economic beliefs. Yeah. And, you know, as a patriotic American, you know, you gravitate towards that being correct. And I'm not saying it's correct or incorrect. I tend to believe that that we do need to fight for freedom and democracy on the global scale and, and have energy independence and all that sort of thing. But that's aside. If you really are diagnosing where the money comes from for people that have enough money to buy any pro sports team or league. Right. I mean... The, these people might be directly murdering people, but then there's also the guy who owns the soda pop company that right. gives 100 million people a year diabetes. You know, <laughs> well, like, listen, we also aren't saying that that this Live League is doing that. I want that to be clear. For I sure, just, I was saying, like, in a more just as a moral, you know, it's epically yeah. compelling. The yeah. thing that you always got to think about is if if the motivation if the motivation for the competitor is money, but the motivation for the owner is not. What is the motivation? Most pro sports owners in America own the pro sports team because they're just sports nerds that just want to geek out. They're Mark Cuban. They want to just be able to sit courtside. Mark Cuban does not give, he does not care if he loses every dollar on the Dallas Mavericks. He just thinks it's super fun to sit there on the Mavericks bench and be a part of the thing. Paul Allen and all these guys, you know, Steve Ballmer, that's one part of it. But if it's only to be a distraction and a smokescreen. A cover up. Yeah. I mean, what's... You know, we could go all the way down the rabbit hole, but I mean... Let's not. What has Hollywood and America been forever? You I know. know. Like, what have we exported around the world? Like, we get everybody around the world to watch Spider-Man and Batman. Meanwhile, what are we doing while they're distracted by what's on the silver screen? I don't know. Wow. We could go forever Whoa, whoa, about whoa. This, We're getting a little crazy over here. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio. The craziest Chicken Doesn't Know Sports that we've ever recorded. What else you got? I have one last story. I okay, can't wait. And I'm I'm telling this to you because I know how much you love sports cards. Mm. Um, in Chicago, a sports car... Uh, sorry. In Chicago, yep. a sports card shop was burglarized. A 96 MJ Michael Jordan card was taken. Also, Babe Ruth, Larry Bird, Jackie Robinson, and Walter Payton cards. Wow. Now, wouldn't those all be traceable? That guy's going to go try and sell them and... They're going to be... It depends on if they're graded or not. If they have an actual grade and a serial number on them, yes. If they're just a version of that card, I don't know how you'd trace mm-hmm. it. I think it was $100,000 worth of merchandise wow. stolen. Wow, probably graded. It, the pictures look like they were in a sleeve with like a barcode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so, then they're probably graded. I just think that's a really dumb move. Yeah, we'll see if they can track him down or not. There's a there's a card down at Zootown Sports Cards of Steph Curry when he's a freshman in college and it has his signature on it. It's like one of the most expensive cards they got down there. It's like fifteen grand. Is he little? But he looks Does just he look like yeah, he's just like little little, little, little baby Steph. Steph. Or, yeah, like eighteen year old Steph Curry. It's like Aww. your dream come true. Cutie. Well, uh, I hope that person gets caught because that's a, yeah. I just think that's that's a really mean icky. thing to do. Yeah. What is with? Ugh, I'm so over mean people. Anyway, <laughs> I'm having a day. Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, I'm going to do your Buff City soap uh, for you. Today. I want to know how the beard oils treat so I've been, you. So I've been keeping, I have a whole variety of beard oils, but I've been keeping the Buff City soap beard oil here in studio. I've been using it before the show each day. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's incredibly um, refreshing, oh. moisturizing. It makes the underneath the skin on your face, underneath your beard feel great. And also... Sometimes a little bit of the fragrances of some beard, beard, beard oils annoy me. Yeah. This is not. It's like hypoallergenic as well. So uh, thanks to Buff City Soap for the uh, the awesome beard oil. You can go pick yourself up some of that or the organic soap that they got. 
They're uh, in their shop, North Reserve. Uh, what, what is it? The North Reserve Plaza? Is no, it's Northgate Plaza North by Gate Albertsons Plaza. on yeah, North yeah. Reserve. And, yep. you know, Father's Day is around the corner. Oh, yeah, get them some beard oil. Get some beard oil. Uh, they have really nice um, manly... Am I going to get in trouble for saying manly? I don't, I don't know. know. Smelling soaps and stuff. They have one called Ferocious Beast. <laughs> you have to ask for it like that, please. I'll have the Ferocious Beast. Love it. And then they have a tobacco bay leaf beard balm. Um, but they have lots of great stuff for Father's Day. And uh, and if, you're, if your guy or your dad smells bad, I mean, this is a great, subtle, passive-aggressive way. To get them, to, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Buff City Soap, locally owned and operated. Visit their Instagram on Buff City Soap Missoula, and um, you know, tell them Carolyn sent you. Love it. Uh, text us, ferocious, ferocious beast. beast, for your chance to win a pair of cocktails from the AC Hotel. Four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. Ferocious Beast, the first one to get there. You're going to get a pair of vouchers for some cocktails at, at the AC Hotel, downtown Missoula. Great place to go hang out with uh, your friends. Do it right now, 406 888 I can't wait till the next time I go to an Abercrombie so I can relive this documentary in my head. I actually think I'm going to watch the whole thing. I don't even know where there is one. I think there's one in Missoula. I don't think so. Mm, okay. It's Hollister. Mm, bummer. Well, regardless, sugar does no sports <laughs> each, uh, either Thursday or Friday. And uh, we'll be back at it next week. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. National Championships and All-American Honors will be on the line tonight in Tracktown, USA, and three Montana State standouts are in the mix among the nation's best runners. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Tonight at 7.24 p.m. Mountain Time, Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor will run in the finals of the men's steeplechase at the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championship meet in Eugene, Oregon. Each MSU runner is already guaranteed All-American Honors after advancing with two of the top eight qualifying times in their respective semifinals. Heats. Hamilton, a junior from Bozeman, ran the fastest qualifying time at the meet on Wednesday. The three-time All-American clocked in at 8 minutes, 23.19 seconds, the fastest collegiate time in the country this year. Taylor, a sophomore from Laurel, ran 8 minutes, 30.2 seconds, the seventh fastest qualifying time. At 8.27 p.m., Montana State senior Drake Schneider will run in the finals of the men's 400-meter hurdles. The Eau Claire, Wisconsin native is in his second national championship meet and is guaranteed his first All-American recognition after running 
an MSU record and personal best time of 49.08 seconds in the prelims. Snyder's qualifying time was the second fastest at the national meet. And finally, the Missoula Paddleheads are on a three-game winning streak after notching a 3-2 win over Billings on Thursday. Missoula's three-game homestand wraps up tonight against the Mustangs at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. So Montana, welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you got the new ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks so much for being here. Coulter Nuana is coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. A little impromptu guest. I was trying to set up a phone interview. And then our next guest, Amaya Lords, the Mattress Firm Student of the Week. She said, I'm on my way to Missoula anyway. So I said, you want to swing by the studio? We'll get it done and bust it out real quick. Amaya, thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. So first of all, uh, congratulations, Mattress Firm Student of the Year. So this is a, a great accomplishment for you. You're from Belt High School. Yep. Uh, so you were actually the Student of the Week way back in October, right? So it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was kind of shocked that I was Student of the Week back in October. And then I kind of forgot about it. And I didn't really remember that we were all going to be, that I was going to be part of the student of the year competition. And then one of my grandmas texted me and said, congrats, I'm voting for you every day. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, it was a heated vote. We had, I think, 40 total candidates from across the state of Montana. This was presented, by the way, by Mattress Firm here in the state of Montana. And so it was, it was a voting process and it came down to it. And it was just like three main candidates that got it. So pretty exciting. I mean, what did you think when you found out you won it? I was kind of shocked, honestly. I didn't really think I had a chance because, like, I was scrolling through um, all of the candidates, and everybody deserved it. Sure, right. Everybody was a great nominee for sure. Yeah, it was amazing. So I was really shocked that I actually won it. Well, uh, coming from a small town, too, I mean, how many people live in Belt right now? About 1,000 probably? Um... I'm pretty sure it's close to 600. Okay, so not Five, even, yeah, six, okay, seven, so somewhere in there. Just a small class C town, so very cool uh, mm-hmm. for you. The student of the year, uh, the culmination of student of the week, student of the week, these are all nominees based on a lot of times their athletic abilities, but also their involvement in the community, involvement in the classroom. We just love to highlight kids that are involved in a lot of different stuff, especially the giving back to their community part of it. So we'll start with that part because you were very involved in your community, several different organizations you were a part of, especially helping out. Uh, young kids in the athletic world and that's always so important especially in small towns so just tell people a little bit about that element of things yeah so um i do cross country in the fall basketball in the winter and track in the spring and then throughout the year i i started last july um i volunteer at the alliance for youth youth resource center in great falls and so there i help tutor and mentor um underprivileged kids um, who live in kind of poverty-stricken um, homes. And then I'm also the president of the National Honor Society, president of youth leadership, president of student council. Um, and I try and help out wherever I can, especially with the youth. So you must love being busy. That's what it sounds like to me. 
Yeah, it keeps me busy. I don't like to sit around much. So that's good. Well, it's uh, it's always great to be involved. It teaches you great time management skills as you continue to grow up. Mm-hmm. Amaya Lord's joining us here in studio. It's our Mattress from Student of the Year. She is the recipient of a three thousand dollars scholarship, courtesy of Mattress Firm. Do you have a favorite sport? You just got done with track and field. You said you ran some cross country too, but also great basketball player. So uh, is the one you like better? Track. Um, I love the discus. That's yeah. that's my favorite. Um, I have a great coach. We have a lot of great coaches in belt, as a lot of people know. Um, I have amazing teammates that push me every day, and so that's definitely my favorite sport. The uh, You're a thrower in track, but that doesn't usually go hand-in-hand with cross country, so how does that part work? Um, so... I didn't do volleyball, yeah. and um, our cross-country coach, Megan Graham, she, her husband is Jeff Graham. Sure, coach legendary Graham. high school coach in Montana. Yep. Everybody knows Coach Graham for sure. Um, and he was like, I think you should do something in the fall to get ready for basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not playing volleyball, and there's another sport. And he goes, there's cross-country. <laughs> oh, okay. So you decided to torture yourself. <laughs> so <over>. I did. <laughs> I did. Um just to get in shape for basketball. Yeah. That's pretty much all I did it for. So you're just competing with yourself and just trying to use it as a conditioning, right? Yeah. Okay. I was not in it to win it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure most people have, like, Lindsay Paulson. She's one of my teammates. Yeah. Um, she's She won state cross country last year and this year. Right. And great, great athlete. Great athlete. Um, she pushes herself to win it. I'm just sure. here taking along to <laughs> get in shape. Well, that's awesome. And then how, how did basketball season go? Because Belt has always had a really good girls basketball really good mm-hmm. volleyball i mean there's a lot of banners hanging in the belt high school really yes, good tradition is. for high school sports especially on the girls side but how did mm-hmm. basketball go this year it went pretty well um i mean we didn't make it to state like we wanted but um the northern division is tough the northern division for has sure. won state basketball for out of the total basketball state championships northern division is dominant for sure and um we ended up third uh, our only losses that season or the season coming to roy winifred who won who won it all yeah um and Box Elder, semifinal night of Northern Division. Yeah, so and Box Elder is very talented yes. as well. They have a couple uh, gals playing in this upcoming uh, Montana-Wyoming All-Star game this mm-hmm. next weekend as well. So um, that'll be fun. Well, how about uh, then the transition? Did you just graduate? Is graduation this last weekend? Um, I graduated May 22nd. Okay, so you guys got out got quite early. early. Okay, yep. so even before state track, yeah, so that's so kind of fun. I had a week fun. of practice. Um, and while I was not in school. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And uh, you're headed to Montana State, right? Yep. So what do you like about just the opportunity there in Bozeman? Um, I love the the atmosphere, the college town kind of vibe that Bozeman gives. Um, we've I go down there quite often, and they have a great science department, which is what I'm going into. Um, cell biology and neuroscience is what I'm going to major in. But um, it's just the atmosphere, the people. There's so many people down there that I know, and... I'm just super excited to get started down there. Amaya Lords, our Mattress Firm Student of the Year here in studio with us on Nuanas now. Well, so cellular microbiology, a bunch of big words I just heard. That sounds, <laughs> so do you have a future in uh, the medical field? What are you thinking of? I do. I want to be a pediatric doctor, wow. um, surgeon, I don't know yet um, which which field I want to go into, but I do know I want to be in pediatric medicine. Do you, uh, are you comfortable with the, like, the next 15 years of school? <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been asked that a lot, actually. Um, you must yeah, love school then. I do. I really like school. I love the challenge that it presents. My mom's a... She teaches anatomy and physiology for okay. the Montana University system. Okay, so wow. it kind of just runs in the family. Sure. So you have a background in this and you're familiar with it. Yeah. So I think some uh, young people get into 
uh, these sort of majors, and then they realize, oh my gosh, that, this is so hard. But if you have a great interest in it, that makes it a yep. lot easier. So exactly. Don't mind studying, right? Nope. Well, it sounds like everybody's going to be in good hands with Amaya Lord as their uh, their future pediatric doctor. That sounds <laughs> um, very good. Um, well, I mean, last thing for you, then, what are you most excited about about this upcoming transition? Just uh, going to Bozeman, becoming a college student. Um, I think I'm most excited about meeting a lot of new people, yeah. a lot more people, I guess. Um, I'm a very social person, and I love meeting new people. I love being involved in things, as you can tell from earlier. Um, and just kind of going off on my own. I mean, my parents have, I mean, I'm pretty independent anyway, sure. but um, I think really having that independence in being like, oh, I'm really on my own, like. I don't have to tell my mom where I'm going. For sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. Is it uh, is it daunting moving from such a small town to, I mean, you're going to be on a campus with 18,000 people, let alone, you know, a town of, you know, 80,000 plus now. Um, it's kind of scary, but my roommate is also from a small town, Centerville. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and so we're both kind of small town people, but yeah. super social. And I've, I've traveled a lot. So, I mean, yeah, it's scary, but at the same time, I'm super excited to, um, see what what Bozeman has to offer. Well, very cool. We're very excited for you. Amaya Lords, the mattress firm student of the year, the culmination of a almost 40 interviews uh, series here with, with us here at ESPN Radio, as well as association with SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being here. This was fun having you in yeah, studio. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I would say we're ha- going to have more of these coming up like I have every week for the last uh, almost year, but that's the cap, so we'll have it coming back next fall. But very fun to... Uh, Highlight and honor, as Amaya said, a lot of really, really deserving and worthy candidates. So thank you so much to Mattress Firm for their continued support of highlighting some of the great young people around the state of Montana. And uh, thanks to all of our nominees and especially congratulations uh, to our winner. We'll take you home, close out the week. little NBA Finals for you. Game four tonight in Boston. It is a pivotal game. Can the Warriors break through on the road? Can the Celtics push Golden State to the break? We'll give you a little preview Right after this, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Back and forth, rocking on a ledge. My whole world running around flesh. The whole world got me so vexed. Look to the sky and lift up my head. Word to my mother, mother's grave. Heaven, I need you. Heaven, I need you. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. Hope you're having a great Friday. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really, really messing up my uh, my plans to completely revolutionize my mediocre golf handicap, all this rain. But, you know, control what you can control, enjoy what you can enjoy, and uh, do it up. I wouldn't be able to go golfing tomorrow anyways because we got a little road trip. Going to Bozeman, Montana. Actually, Big Sky, to be specific. The EB Craney Awards, the Radio and Television Broadcasting Awards for the state of Montana, back in person. Finally get to go to a banquet 
for the first time in a minute. So excited for that. Uh, we here at Nuanas Now, uh, we are up for Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year, uh, which I was humbled to take home a year ago, and uh, also up for Sports Coverage of the Year, which we are working on a great run. We've uh, won it four out of the last five years, so hopefully we can make it five out of six. And uh, very much looking forward to the weekend no matter what. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. We talk about competition around here all the time. And uh, who would I to be an analyst of competitive nature and not say that I'm going there to win? I know it's out of my control. It's up to the voters and the panel and the judges. But uh, we are certainly going there to win and uh, hoping that we do. And, uh, you know, either way, honored to be in it. I mean, I'm just a guy with a print journalism degree who for all the way until I was about 25 years old, thought I was just going to be a newspaper sports writer for the duration of my career. And, uh, you know, you never know which way the path is going to lead you, but I've been uh, incredibly fortunate to find a great spot here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. And that's all to say a huge thank you to all of you guys because we couldn't be doing this and there'd be no point in doing this unless you guys were out there listening. And uh, to see this thing grow since I took the show on uh, solo has been tremendous. Couldn't have done it with all the help that we get around here, all the support we get from our great ownership, as well as all the uh, support I get from my team, uh, Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford, Tommy Evans, and the like. It's uh, it's a team effort for sure, and uh, so we'll be excited to give you an update of what goes down up there at Big Sky uh, over the weekend. The NBA Finals, about an hour and change away, and we're also, also about an hour and a half away from that NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships, Duncan Hamilton, a true contender for a national championship in the steeplechase. And uh, he's amongst three Bobcats that will run tonight. The steeplechase, 7.24 p.m. Mountain Time, and then the uh, 400-meter hurdles featuring Drake Schneider will be at uh, 8.27 tonight. With the NBA Finals tips at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, you can find the game on ABC coming to you from the Boston Garden again. And uh, this was an enormous game. This this game was the the stage for this game was set by Boston winning Game One in Golden State because now the Celtics can push the Warriors to the brink, and there's also an unbelievable amount of pressure on the Warriors, who have a lot of question marks coming into this game. Where's Steph Curry at health wise? Uh, he looked a little hobbled. Uh, towards the end of the third and early fourth quarter of that game three in which Boston just ran roughshod over the Warriors. Where's Draymond Green's head at? What sort of production can they get out of him? He is one of the X factors in all of pro sports, really. And uh, when he's in foul trouble or when his head's not right, uh, he can turn into a liability. But when he's at his best, he's one of the best ever at the position that, I mean, I shouldn't say the position, the role he plays as sort of the junkyard dog tone setter uh, the the linchpin of both the offense and defense for the Golden State Warriors. So where's Draymond Green at? What kind of production can you get from Clay Thompson? Which role players step up? The role players for the Celtics have been so pivotal in this series when Marcus Smart and, and Al Horford and Robert Williams have been at their best. The Celtics have looked almost unbeatable. And it's funny because I, I feel so fortunate to not have fierce alliances in almost every element of sports. But there are certain teams that it's really hard to truly be in love with ever, and the Celtics are certainly one of those. But I love this Celtics team, and this Celtics team, their construction, and 
their uh, chemistry and just the, the hierarchy that exists on the roster. It's what I appreciate about great basketball teams. I love watching guys come of age like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. have. I mean, they've already come of age, but now they are launching themselves into the stratosphere. But then you talk about getting rid of guys like Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker and Gordon Hayward and building it with guys like Al Horford, who's played more postseason games than anybody in NBA history before making his first finals appearance. Or guys like Marcus Smart, who um, because of some of his offensive deficiencies had a hard time finding a role in the league, and now he's found a role in the league, and he he's such an incredible spark that that's also spurred on his offense. And, you know, the, the Celtics got killed for drafting Robert Williams where they did out of Mississippi State, and, and now he is uh, continuing to prove that he's a... a above average, if not great, rim protector. And the, the the best part about the Celtics is the sum of their parts is greater than the individual parts. And so much of the NBA has become about the individual parts, mainly the superstars. And I like that part of the NBA. It's one of the unquestionable un, un, uh, dynamics that, that dominates the NBA. But I love watching a team that's a machine like the Celtics are defensively. They have great... A hierarchy of roles offensively. Fun to watch. We'll see, though. Can the Warriors get penetration? Because they shot a bunch of threes, but none of the threes were in rhythm in game three. That's going to be the key tonight. Can they get into the paint, move the ball, all of it? We shall see. If you missed anything in today's show, a really fun show, you can find it all on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. We'll be back on Monday at 4 p.m., hopefully with hardware in hand. In the meantime, stay dry and have yourself an outstanding weekend. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.